As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, and when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. So you missed something tonight on After Midnight with Granger Smith. No worries. We got you covered. Welcome to the After Midnight Podcast with Granger Smith. You all ready? Here we go. Yeah. Welcome to Monday, America. Hey, y'all. This is Jason Aldean. We're the Zach Brown Band. I'm Carly Pierce. That's right. It's Chris Jansen. Hey, it's Nate Smith. This is the one and only. The one and only. Name alone is a staple in country music. Like, let's not lie. Welcome to After Midnight with Granger Smith. Nick Miller of Bernard, Iowa, celebrated his engagement to Lauren Timberman on June 23rd and then won over $390,000 in the Iowa lottery the very next day. Nick purchased the $30 lottery ticket at a convenience store in Cascade while getting his morning coffee and breakfast pizza. He later revealed his jackpot win to his fiance during a vacation in Florida, promising to use the money towards their wedding and home improvements. His new fiance, Lauren, said, it's like he won the lottery twice with me saying yes. I'm just kidding. She didn't really say that. But I bet she was thinking it. Hey, I think the moral of the story here is always go for the breakfast pizza. You're up after midnight with Granger Smith. Hey, good morning, Granger. It's Mike from Waterbury, Connecticut. Just want to say thanks for working with me every day. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks for calling, brother. It's time for Earl Dibbles and Dumb Criminals. I'm Earl Dibbles Jr. I'm a country boy. I'm an honest boy, too, and crime don't pay. I got a story to prove it. See, there was a lady in Mexico City International Airport that reached her breaking point yesterday. Literally. After several attempts to pay for her flight with a credit card, the fraud prevention system reportedly issued a security alert. That's when she allegedly hopped on top of the luggage scale at the ticket counter yelling obscenities and demanding a refund for her flight. Soon after, she slammed four computer monitors and four handheld barcode scanners to the ground, breaking them all. Now she's in airport jail, and she's got to pay for all that mess, too. She's just dumb. Thanks for staying up with us here on After Midnight with Granger Smith. Thanks for staying up with us. You're listening to After Midnight with Granger Smith. How do you know the difference between right and wrong? I know that that sounds like such an elementary school question. But it's a real thing. It's it's a real issue in 2023 to know the difference between right or wrong and who sets that standard. Is it up to you? Is it up to the law? Is it up to culture? Or is there a separate objective standard outside of us, outside of what we think or feel or know? 
because cultures could set a certain tone and we can go the other way. What do you think about this? 866-607-8383. Let's take murder, for example. Is that right or wrong? Is that subjective or is that objective? Meaning, is that up to change? Is that up to how you feel? Or is it objective? It's objectively wrong or objectively right. Call me, 866-607-8383. The way I see it is, you ain't got to have somebody to tell or be brought up that murder is wrong. That's mortal. That's morality. You know in your head and in your heart that it's not up to you to take anybody's life unless it's in defense of you or someone you love. There's no nobody that can say murder's right or wrong other than the way you feel and the good Lord above. It says, thou shalt not kill. You don't murder somebody. To me, murder is going out, seeing somebody and just killed. If you have to kill someone to save your own life or the life of someone you love, that's not murder. That is that is the right thing to do to save yourself or someone else. So it ain't, is it right or wrong? It's morality. Your heart your head knows it's not up to you to take somebody's life. It's only up to the good Lord. That's his. That's all I have to say about it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you calling. I do want to point out that you said no one can tell you if it's right or wrong. It's just wrong. And then you quickly said, unless, and then you gave a subjective reasoning of self-defense, which could change. You got to admit that could change depending on the circumstance. Someone can interpret what you think is self-defense as something different, as aggression, or who started it, or who threw the first punch, or was it self-defense or just anger? It's interesting, right? It's up for late night discussion. Call me if you think that there is an objective standard, something that cannot change, something outside of ourselves, or if you think that morality, right and wrong, is subjective, including what the last caller said. I don't I don't think he intended to say it that way, but he did say in his own words, that right and wrong is based on how you feel about the situation, which feelings change, especially culturally, especially over time, over generations. Call me with this, 866-607-8383. You're up After Midnight with Granger Smith. Thanks for staying up with us. You're listening to After Midnight with Granger Smith. Continuing a conversation is morality subjective. Do we get to decide right and wrong? Do we collectively decide as a culture? And does that change and can it change? Or is there something outside of ourselves that's objective truth? Call me with this. 866-607-8383. Let's have a late night discussion on After Midnight. You know, I think it really just ultimately comes down to our origins. And what I mean by that is, are we created or are we here by accident? Is, is the Big Bang true or did we evolve into what we are today? And if that's the case, then if we're all here by accident, then everything is an accident. Our our thoughts are the result of accidents. Our feelings are the results of accidents. There, there's nothing that has purpose. There's nothing that has meaning, in which case then everything is subjective. There is no ultimate purpose. There is no objective anything. On the other hand, if we were created, then there's something outside of us, something bigger than us. And if we were created and we have a sense of morality, an idea of objective or subjective, then I think what we really ought to be looking at is what is this objective reality outside of us? What What is that 
creator view as true morality or you know what 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 did that creator what was the creator's purpose in making us and and why do we have this sense of morality um in us this this idea of right and wrong especially when it affects us so that's all i got hopefully uh hopefully it continues the discussion ah now that's something new no one has called in with something put in that way i think it's brilliant so caller says we could look at it two ways one We are a product of evolution, meaning we are basically, essentially, an accident, right? There is no objective truth of anything. We are merely a product of survival of the fittest. The strongest will survive to perpetuate the species. In that case, everything is subjective. All that matters is the here and now, the present, and survival. If we were created, on the other hand, Caller says, then there is an objective truth. There is a creator that expects something out of his creation, almost as though a law of right and wrong and morality is written upon our hearts where we just know, like the caller a couple calls ago said, you just know, I would say, how do you know? Maybe it's connected to this. Call me 866-607-8383. It's the way that you're brought up. Uh, As one person may figure something is right because it is beneficial to them, somebody else might be thinking, is it beneficial to somebody else? And that doesn't always mean that it's beneficial to you. So some people look out for themselves. Some people look out for others and the feelings of others. I think it just depends on the situation. It depends on the person. And, uh, you know, for example, you know, if somebody, uh, if your friend cheats on your other friend, you know, uh, is it beneficial towards you? Does it affect you at all? Well, maybe not, but you would be a good friend to tell one of your friends, but you're also hurting one of your friends that cheated because you're kind of ratting them out. Um, So I think it just goes back to pros and cons and your morals. And uh, yeah, I think that it just depends. Every situation is different. Okay, there we go. That's a good example of survival of the fittest. Whatever works for you, whatever helps you essentially perpetuate your life, your species continuing on in your way. But where it gets inconsistent is you can't have that survival of the fittest, it's all for you, and care about someone else's feelings that doesn't affect you, right? That doesn't line up exactly with the model of the strongest will survive. What do you think about this? This is a great late night discussion. Call me, chime in, tell me I'm all wrong on this. 866-607-8383. We're after midnight. Thanks for staying up with us here on After Midnight with Granger Smith. You're up after midnight with Granger Smith. That's one Yabba Dabba domicile. There's a place in Mexico where you can rent an exact replica of the Flintstones house made famous in the iconic cartoon from the 1960s. Nestled in the state of Jalisco, overnight lodging includes everything from a rock static house to a working Flintmobile. The property boasts three bedrooms, two bathrooms, a living room, a dining room, a terrace, a fireplace, and a grilling area in case you get a hankering for Brontosaurus burgers. You want to live out this paleolithic fantasy well this wacky yet realistic looking cave house will reportedly set you back four thousand dollars per a two-night weekday stay or a five thousand dollar two-night weekend stay you're up after midnight with granger smith morning granger this is tim running a load of mail from 
Springfield, Massachusetts, to Bangor, Maine. Have a good day. Thank you. Listen to you all the time. You're doing good work, Tim. I appreciate you, brother. This day in history on After Midnight. On this day, July the 10th, 1850, Millard Fillmore was sworn in as the 13th President of the United States. 1940, the Battle of Britain begins as Nazi forces attack shipping convoys in the English Channel. 1950, Your Hit Parade premiered on NBC TV. 1962, the patent for the three-point seatbelt was issued. 2010, Carrie Underwood married Mike Fisher. Some famous birthdays include inventor Nikolai Tesla, NFL star Antonio Brown, and singer-actress Jessica Simpson. Those are just a few things that went down on this day in history. You're up after midnight with Granger Smith. Thanks for staying up with us. This is After Midnight with Granger Smith. Most parents want their kids to grow up and be happy and successful adults. And as it turns out, the way to do that eh, may be pretty simple. According to Dr. Williams, a board-certified pediatrician in Utah and father of five, the unexpected secret to raising happy kids who grow up into successful grown-ups comes down to one thing, chores. He explains that the idea is that when kids feel involved in shared responsibilities, they realize that they're contributing to something bigger and they get a sense of self-worth from that. As a result, children become more willing to help others. Kids that are expected to help out around the house start to naturally see the need of people around them and then they become less self-centered, according to Williams. This is what he says. Research backs this up as he points to long findings from Harvard that shows people who did chores at a younger age often have more professional success and are happier later in life. Helping kids develop a better work ethic at a young age will translate to school and career success, according to Williams, who also adds, it's something parents can do for free and it's going to have obvious long-term benefits to their kids. Okay, let's spin this around for After Midnight listeners. Now, this study is going a little too far. In my opinion, it goes a little too far because it's making this correlation. It's like when ice cream truck sales are up in the summer. Well, that, that's an easy correlation because kids are out of school and it's hot. It's not just because it's summer. So what I mean is these kids that have obvious success and long-term benefits because they're doing chores, that's also because they're raised by parents who care enough to make chores for their kids because they want them to succeed, right? So that goes hand in hand. But I, I agree in most cases here. I agree in the sense that chores are good. Parenting is better. Good parenting, strategic parenting is the best. And with that, a subset of that is chores. My kids do chores. I, I love that they do chores. I grew up doing chores. I imagine a lot of people listening right now grew up doing chores because you're working the third shift right now. You got a good job right now. And that was probably instilled in you at an early age. Do you agree with this? Call me 866-607-8383. Let's go on a break. Let's come back and talk about specifically what chores are good for kids to be doing. And is it good if they don't do chores? Can you can you get by and just be on your screen, let's say, all day, no chores? What do you think? We'll come back and talk about this. Thanks for staying up with us here on After Midnight with Granger Smith. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Granger. Here from Oklahoma City, not Oklahoma City, Norman, Oklahoma. Just wanted to call and say good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope you have a wonderful day, and it's great listening to you every morning. Well, good morning, Norman, Oklahoma. Thank you for calling. Thanks for staying up with us. This is After Midnight with Granger Smith. 
talking about chores that your kids do, or maybe you did growing up. Now, studies have shown that kids that do chores are more likely to succeed in life, in the professional life. They're, they're more likely to be happier, and that's a, a light correlation. I think it's more correlated to they have parents that care, right? But what kind of chores matter? And should you make your kids do chores? And should you set screen limits on your kids? We do this all the time. Call me, 866-607-8383. Do your kids do chores and what are they? Do you set kids' allowances based on their chores? My kids, we, we divvy it up every month. We redraw the common chores of the house. And there's a lot of farm work and our kids have to always be out doing a list of things. And they, they have a chance to draw the, a new chore every month so that maybe they don't have to, you know, feed the, goat, the goats every single day of every, of, of every year. They have a chance of drawing something else and not feeding the goats, for example. But is this good? Do your kids do this? Do you have good systems for this? Call me. Let's kick up this conversation. 866-607-8383. We're after midnight. You're up After Midnight with Granger Smith. Hey, thank you for sharing your Monday here with me on After Midnight. Before you take off and get yours started, let me remind you, God is great and he's worthy of our praise. I'm Granger Smith coming to you all from the Yee Yee Farm in Central Texas. Thanks for hanging out. After Midnight with Granger Smith. Heard on more than 200 radio stations nationwide and all over the world on the free iHeartRadio app. Hit up aftermidnight.com to find a radio station near you and make sure and follow us on Instagram at After Midnight. Granger Smith. Thanks for listening to the After Midnight Podcast. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela Yee is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B.